two, one, we are live. Uh, good evening, everyone, and thanks for joining us on episode 40. Um, we definitely appreciate um, you jumping on line this evening with us. Uh, let's introduce ourselves, guys. Let's go around the room. Dave, Dave with Windy City Dent Repair out of Chicago. <clears throat> Ryan from RPS Dent Repair out of Baltimore. And Chris, Dentless Touch, Washington, D.C. area. So today's topic is who in the heck is Dave O? <laughs> what? I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get to interview the interview. <laughs> yeah i don't know it was like yeah when you guys like brought this up i'm like okay guys like why not <laughs> just to uh, give guys, these guys a little little background on us you know we've been talking for 40 weeks they're like yeah, who are right? these guys <clears throat> yeah definitely. definitely so dave um tell i guess uh how, how about have this you you, hold on do you have any tools and see, I went ahead with the tools. I don't have any. So. You don't have any? I got, uh, I got one. I got one. Ryan, okay. Got? All right. I'm sorry. I'm always ahead of the game here. Only so. one. Only one this week. I just, I still have to give another update. That beta tool cart is freaking awesome. I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, you got a video coming out anytime? I soon? do. It's, it's, I just got to finish it. It's, it's there. Um, <laughs> It's it's I'm actually doing a two part. So I'm doing a video of introducing the tool cart, showing the features, and then I'm doing one in the field of us actually using it. So but if you guys are interested in it, send me some messages. I'll send you some photos and it's just an awesome cart. It really is awesome. So the one tool I have, we've had this tool on here. It's the Endeavor Dent Tool Club, but I'm using the rubber ball that Dave O was talking about from Dentcraft. The little rubber. I was using this today on crown. It's a little softer crown than I would use like the dingbat. But this thing is. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool tool, man. The more I use it, the more I like it. Do you keep yeah. that knockdown in there when you're using it? Yeah. Today I was just rocking That doesn't away. Affect, it, affect the tool in any way or. No. If you're trying to turn it in some way, it doesn't like hit the panel or anything. I didn't have one problem. Today was the first day I used with this rubber ball, and yeah, mm -hmm. it did really, really well. I mean, it, it really did. So, I guess everything has its own application. Yeah, I mean, I mean, thing back to this, and I think with you, uh, 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 Ryan, you have that um, that go bag that we called it. Mm -hmm. um, and you got pretty much a blending hammer, a knockdown. I mean, you have like three different tools inside of that. Um, yeah. And for that, uh, what is it? An Endeavor uh, knockdown hammer. It's probably, and it's got a good weight to it. It, it may replace my snap-on hammer. It won't replace the hammer, the paddle, though. I'm really enjoying the Kyle Violet paddle. paddle. I love those things. I think I need one. I um, definitely want one. But this may be it uh, today. Like I said, today was the first day I've had it for a while. It's just been kind of beating around in the box. And I was like, I got this really soft kind of large crown. Let me try this thing out. Dave was talking about this tip. So gave it a whirl. I like it. it it's pretty cool. It works really well. Good job, Chad. He's usually on here checking us out, but it's a good tool. Fairly nice. cost effective. Does the knockdown in the different positions there, does that affect the weight of it? It doesn't seem like it. 
No. I mean, this is so light. Yeah. Okay. So, you yeah. know what I mean? It really doesn't really, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to affect it in any way. Hmm. A lot of guys are using a tip on this in mm-hmm. here and beating on it. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, I haven't done that yet. This is the only way that 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 I've used it was with the tip at the very end. So yeah, and tell everybody what tip that is. It is the Dentcraft rubber ball. I don't know what the part number is. Oh, I don't man. even know yeah. if there was a was a uh, part number for it. So yeah, they have different sizes. I know they have the one inch. I think the one point. If you actually go to Black Plague PDR, uh, I think three. yeah, I think he sells the pack. Um, so if you go to blackplaguepdr.com, uh, the pack of rubber balls, I usually get that pack cause I use all of them. So yeah, yeah Dentcraft sells them as well. That's it. Yeah. Well, I brought, um, I have two of the tools that I use for under the braces, uh, at the top of our ah. door. These are my hook tools okay. uh, that I use. Um, this one that I use primarily is from Blem. Um, it's a skinnier shaved end. Um, okay. It's, I think, like a three-eighths size and diameter. Um, but this is the one that I use. They also, I think, have like a left and a right, so it, there's a kick at the bottom <coughs> or right for leverage. Um, but I just use this one the most. It's the one that's straight in the middle. Um, but if I do need more leverage, then I just go to the Dentcraft one. Um, they have a set for this. It's the green handle set, I think it is, or whatever color that is. Yeah, it's uh, got it's got the red and the green, the right yeah. and the left. Yeah, so they have a mm-hmm. set of these. So I just use these two. It's straight on as well, but it's thicker um, than the black. Do, so need... do you try to bend the tool? I do not. I like to leave them like, okay. no, I do not. Um, because I know that I just only use these two. So I don't try to cater at all. I just, I'll only use these and I don't want to mess them up by trying to bend them because they have ones that are already bent. And for yeah. some reason, either the kick is never right or it's too much and you can't bend it back. So I use these the most. Um, okay. So one is from Dencraft. And like I said, I, I don't know the price difference on either of them or, you know, which one's cheaper. Or more and that handles, but... that's the purple handle one. Yeah, whatever color. Yeah. So that's so that's a little longer one, right? Yeah. Um, They're about oh. the same length. Sorry. They are. Yeah, they're about. They actually are the same length. It's just the thickness of them. So one is thicker than the other. Um, and so one yeah. I use if I need more leverage and one's just shaped. So these are you notice any one. more, any more right. strength with the dent craft? Cause I know dent craft metal is not well, it's, probably. And the way that they're handled too. So this handle actually faces the same way as the kick does. I got so you. You're, so you're pulling towards you. Whereas with the dent craft, you're pushing. I don't know if you can mm, yeah, see, see yeah. that. Yeah. So this the the flag here, the handle here faces away from the from the actual tip. So you're doing a more pushing motion. Whereas the blam, you're doing a more pulling motion. It faces the same way. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's actually pretty cool. So it's got the reverse so, handle. So yeah, I use these two primarily. Um and I'm using this one if I need more leverage because it also has, I'm going to get more power out of this one. I'm pushing rather than trying to twist the actual tool. Right. Mm-hmm. So these are the two that I use. They stay in the cart all the time um, for primarily under the door or under the top brace of a door uh, is what I'm using those in. 
there was also some other, and I can't, there was a, like a specific dent that I used to use the, the blem handle on um, where I needed to come back around on a certain vehicle. And I would use that almost kind of, I think through the door handle hole or mm -hmm. something like that. But um, yeah, these are the two that I use. One, one is from blem. They have a set and then the others from Dencraft. So check those out. But yeah. Those are the two yeah, that I brought. People, people are asking the part number, but just go on the website. Are they called uh, under the brace tool, I guess? Or I, I, I think hook. Hook. Door okay. hook yeah, tools yeah, is usually right? what they're But I, th I think different companies call them different things, so you kind of have to look. With the Dencraft, yeah. they're going to show the purple handle, a green handle, and a red handle. They're usually on the same page on the Dencraft page. Yeah. So. Yeah. so you have this one. Well, on looks like Jonathan is back from uh, training. In the blow. As I'm looking through the chat here, yeah, I use the heck out of uh, the Dencraft. I actually have the the right and the left, mm -hmm. yeah. and I think I lost the left or right. I don't know which one I lost, but I'm constantly like bending the other one straight to get it to work. <laughs> I have and the I have the shorter versions of the right and left. I just yeah. never they stay and, and in the really, case they're there, but yeah, and really. It's very hard. Um, I think I have an Ultra J hook, whatever, mm -hmm. and I use that more. That's more, uh, like you said, it's more like uh, straight on with the so flag it's universal. You can use it for the left mm -hmm. or right, and that's why I like those yeah. two rather than the one that catered. Because then I'm carrying almost three tools sometimes. Because um, if you're going to carry the left, then you need the right. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, it's just mm -hmm. one tool. So I want to try the Kessler set from uh, A1. I did ah, see those. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did see those. Super thin. Mm -hmm. So, and they flex a little bit at the tip. So that that may be a good good set to pick up. A ratchet. I wonder if anyone's gonna have an MT. So A one makes them. A <laughs> one's been pumping out some tools, man. They've been been trying to ramp up, man. No, Anson been doing some some good stuff. So I want to check out the tequila tools from Anson. Okay. I've been hearing a mm -hmm. lot of chatter about those. So they're kind of bowed. So mm -hmm. they like in the backs of hoods, you can go in that hole back by the hinge and it, it goes, it just slides up in there. So keep your eyes open for those. I'm not buying anything until MT. We were just talking about that. So, yeah. So to the, the, the beginning tool, uh, uh, part might be a little limited until MTE. And if you guys are not going to MTE, I believe it's January 13th through the 19th. Um, am I correct about that? 13th through the 19th. I know 10 through 12 is what I looked at today, but I know there's stuff going on before. Okay, 9, so. 9 through the 13th. Yeah. yeah. So there's an education day, guys. Definitely, if you're in this business, you have to go to, I believe it's two education days. Mm -hmm. uh, go online. I believe it's... Is it mteexpo.com or something uh, for the website? Uh, we will be at the education day learning something. Um, so don't forget to say hello to us. And uh, definitely we'll start be, uh, <laughs> buying some tools that day. <laughs> oh, yes. So that's kind of when all the deals are coming in, guys. So Packs, and is there, is there usually t tool discounts at MT? Usually quite a bit. Yes. Quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it's like a Black Friday. I think they're Black Friday. You got to watch out. There's a few guys that that do um, pretty good deals on Black Friday. I think Black Pig, Black 
Plague had a good deal last Black Friday, right? I think James Lee does too. I bought some stuff for okay. the past years from James Lee. So, so if, yeah, so the time to buy tools is Black Friday. Just check on the deals and then definitely at MTE. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find a lot of people selling stuff 20% off. Mm hmm. And that's where two companies are only giving you like five if you spend like two thousand dollars. So MTE is definitely worth worth it, and you'll get your money back quick from just, if you're going there to buy tools for sure. Uh, how much do I need to buy a starter set? <clears throat> so you want to? You, anybody want to answer that question real quick? How much do I need to buy a starter set? What do you think a good starter set? Just a price. What would you? Forty five hundred. Yeah, I was about to say five. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in that ballpark. All right, cool, cool. So let's find out who in the world is Dave O. The tech from Chicago. <laughs> the tech, the business owner, the entrepreneur. So, Dave, how did you get? Let's let's let's. Talk about how did you get into the industry? What was don't, your job before? Don't blush, time? Dave. Don't blush. I'm not blushing. <laughs> Everything's fine. I mean, yeah, there's like a little pressure as soon as like you're on, but then you know. you're on for four. Usually weeks we're talking about. I know, but cold. usually we're talking about everyone else. So <laughs> and I'm just like put little things for myself. But yeah. And guys, get your questions so, ready for Dave because we're gonna be rolling. Um, so how did I get into the industry? So. um I'll kind of backtrack. So like in high school, I knew that I wasn't going to do college. Like I wasn't going to, I'm 28 years old and 10 years ago, I knew that college was not for me. Um, so and not really knowing what I wanted to do, I became a police dispatcher and I was doing that for about four or five years, probably about four years. Um, and that whole journey took me to Texas. Um, well, while I was there dispatching, uh, something came up with the job. I ended up having to leave. Uh, and I worked for a body shop for a little bit and I was a porter at a body shop, sweeping floors, um, you know, helping the guys out with whatever they needed, checking in parts, stuff like that. Just, you know, uh, a porter, uh, there's other words for that position, but <laughs> you know, that, that's what I was. And so I was around these guys, I was going to lunch and I'm in Texas in a body shop. Uh, Chance Stevens, uh, is the tech out there that actually introduced me to the whole thing. So we were at lunch one day and I kind of said, Hey Chance, you know, I want to, um, I want to paint cars. <laughs> he goes, no, you don't. I said, yeah, no, I, I love what these guys do here. Like, I love the way, you know, they're putting Bondo on these cars. And mm -hmm. like, I had no idea what this whole process was. Um, I was always into cars, but I'm the one, like, I won't change my own oil. I know how to do it. I just won't do it just because like, I will mess something up. Um, and right. so, you know, I'm like, ours, and he's like, no, you don't, you, you don't, you don't want to get to this. He's like, you'll be dead before you're 40. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, he's like, just breathing and all that stuff. It's just a lot of stress on your body. You'll never make your money back with the tool, the money you're spending on tools. You just don't want to get into the, you know, into the, uh, collision side of things. If he's like, if you want to be around right. cars, uh, get into this. I'm like, well, what is this? I'm always sweeping up your glue tabs. Like, I'm always just watching you bang away on a car. What are you like? What are you actually doing? Uh, and he was fixing hail damage at the time. Um, and I said, okay. So I ended up moving back to Chicago after that journey. Um, and I trained with one little company for about two and a half weeks. Uh, and after that, I thought I knew everything. 
<laughs> you know, you can <laughs> training and you think, all right, I, I know how to fix dance. You know, I, I know how to do everything. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a great learning experience. Um, it was very harsh. It was very rigid. It was very cutthroat. It was no, the dent is still low. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. There was no like actually working with me. Um, it was just, I can see it's still low. I'm letting you know it's still low. I'll let you know when it's flat. So, um, <laughs> that was, uh, that training experience was fun. Um, it was very hardcore, but it, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Um, what did you pay for that? If that you was, it was, it was, I think 22 grand or 2,500, I think for two weeks. And okay. that's what it, and that's all it was. It was like during <laughs> hail season, they only had like one guy who didn't go chase and they're like, yeah, we'll take you on. Um, and you know, we'll train you for two grand, 2,500. <laughs> from this hail tech just, who just yeah. didn't go chase and, and you know that's it we're just gonna stick him here so i said you know okay so <laughs> I, I have no but i have no idea what to expect i i mean i had very minimal knowledge about paintless dent repair right. only from what i saw in this body shop for the you know for the time that i was there um you know and that he was fixing cars in a different way and he just told me that there's a lot of money to be made and i'm just like okay that sounds great it sounds better than painting a car um you know or i see you have uh you know at the time i'm young and you have these a lot of things right you have these things that i would want you have um materialistic things so so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to see what he's talking about and, and come back to chicago get get my feet wet with this uh uh, craft so i do the two and a half weeks i think i know everything i'm like all right well what do i need to do now well now i need to make money um and and i don't know how i was just kind of looking online and, and seeing how i can promote myself and i i had no idea about uh starting a business or anything like that at the time that was it was what, kind of a, something in the go ahead what what year was this how old were this you this is like uh, this is 2021 something like that um this is almost eight years ago almost 10 years ago i guess okay um and so i think i know everything i end up applying for another company um saying i have previous experience when realistically all i had was two weeks of training so i applied with another <laughs> company uh they had me come out and they they i met with with a manager and a technician at this dealership and they're like, well, you have previous experience? I'm like, yeah, I trained a little bit over here at this other company. And they said, okay, well, um, there was a dent that that tech was working on at the lot. And uh, he's like, well, let's see if you can fix this. I'm like, okay. So I go in there and I, I he had a tool in there already. And he's like, here, use this. And I said, okay. So I went down in the door and I found my tip and, you know, I acted like I actually knew what I was doing, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> I know where my tip is and I know I'm pushing on something, but, you know, I, I look like I know what I'm doing. Um, and basically it was probably about five minutes of that. And that tech understood that I needed more training, um, <laughs> and pretty much told that manager that, yeah, he's good, but he's going to need more. Uh, so I ended up going, uh, they sent me to training for, I think it was two months. Um, and that was a full on training and that was a lot more intense. Um, that was, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five actual training for PDR. Um, came out of training and it was going into winter, uh, at the time. And I think I, they had like two accounts set up for me. 
uh, two wholesale accounts. And they said, well, you're going to train with these guys for a little bit, but we already have an account, you know, ready for you. I said, okay. So I started training with a couple guys um, at, I think it was, I think they were CarMaxes at the time. Um, and I was training with them for a little bit. And then some tech quit or lost the account or something like that. And they needed someone, they needed a body. So like, all right, well, here's your account. And I'm like, okay, I think I know how this goes. So <laughs> after that, it was kind of was just like thrown to the wolves and <laughs> just started pushing, you know, and just every day kind of was out there on my own, uh, just consistently trying to just better myself and, and what I do. Um, and so I was with them for about four and a half years, um, always having this itch for more. Um, mm -hmm. And then Windy City, you know, Windy City Dent Repair came about and then it's just been it's taken off after that. Um, started the business and have just consistently been working on it since opened. So I'm gonna go back just a little bit. So you had yeah, twenty five hundred dollars, yeah, twenty five hundred dollars training, mm -hmm. and then you had looks like you had some experience, uh, an experienced training team behind you for two months. Yeah. It seems like. Obviously, you got more value, but where would you put the twenty five hundred? I mean, I know it's only twenty five hundred, but where would you put that twenty five hundred training in the realm of, I guess, one to scale of one to ten? I guess if ten is your two month, I would I would think that two months of training is definitely a lot of training. I mean, we train our guys for three months, so yeah. So the situation you... was, I think the training that they offer that first company is actually more. It was just during hail season. So there was really no one there to train. So gotcha. we'll, for a discounted price and kind of, a, you know, just to bring some money in, I think, to the company, we have a guy who didn't go chase. He's kind of staying back. He has a family or whatever it is. And yeah, he can go ahead and train you. Um, so it was a very rushed uh, and, you know, and I still keep in contact with this to this day. And <laughs> he he was one of the one because I would get very, very frustrated within these two and a half weeks. Um I mean, the words that I can't say on this channel here uh, came out and, you know, I would take a break and he would say, you're never going to make it. <laughs> He's like, you're going to like, you, like just straight up. Just like, just talk, like just, Yeah. I mean, he, so he was, he was, uh, I think he was Bulgarian. I think that's what he was. And he was just very raw um, mm -hmm. and just told me straight up, you're never going to make it. Um, just with the way I got frustrated and the way I didn't have the patience and, um, and I said, like, yeah, I don't know how you do it. You know what I mean? Just, I, I don't know how you do it. Um, mm -hmm. But on a scale of one to 10 for 2,500 bucks, um, I would give it like a six. Honestly, it wasn't like, but like it, but the thing is, yeah, the money, the, yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but the thing is I had the passion at the time. So I was taking every little piece of advice I could get, you know what I mean? And so there's people mm -hmm. that will go into training and not have that same want mm -hmm to learn it so they're going to say well maybe it was a two maybe you yeah. know what i mean so like it's of all course. perspective i was going into this with a mindset of hey i kind of need to learn this or i really really want to learn this that's kind of where i was at uh at the moment at, at that time in my life a lot of buddies are in college they're you know succeeding in college and i'm over here just in the workforce and i'm trying to figure out where my niche is you know and and how mm -hmm. do i fit in and a be productive member be a productive member of society so i really went into this and i took it seriously um so the right. two and a half weeks where i knowing looking back now i know it wasn't really really good training um and that there are better options but 
the bond that I had built with that trainer and the way he did push me, I won't, I mean, like I can't get that 2,500 back at all. Like I don't want right. it, take it. Yeah. It was worth every penny for me because that yeah. voice, it, like it wasn't the, the second round of training that I had that gave, I mean, it was a very good platform, but the voice that's in my head is still his when I'm pushing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can't voice. repeat what he would say. Yeah. But it's pretty much, if you see the dent, keep pushing the dent. Mm -hmm. Um, and there'd be yeah. a couple other words in there that, that motivated you a little <laughs> bit more, but you know, and that was his thing. And, and, and that's still stuck in my head to this day where, I mean, I still see it. I need to keep pushing it, you know? Um, and that kind of, that's, what's always pushed me to get that, you know, that 85 to the 90 and the 90 to the 95% and the 95 to hundred. And, uh, was that two and a half weeks. <laughs> what's the most memorable moment in training? Something that you, uh, to this day, you think about like, you know what, let me go back to my roots. Let me remember this and, and do it this way because exactly I'm maybe struggling. Or if I still see the dent, keep pushing the dent. Okay. That's, I mean, <laughs> the number one thing. And 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 it's in his Bulgarian like accent. <laughs> it's like in the way that push, you know, and I just like that's always in my head as I'm pushing because I know I still see wow. it. So it's like, don't screw yourself. You know what I mean? It's always that like it kind of just keeps me in check as I'm pushing and not wanting to give it, you know, I'm going to give it my best because I still see it. I'm going to keep pushing it regardless if my customer can or, you know, whatever the situation is. That's the voice that's always in there. And it's now, that phrase. If you see the dent, keep pushing it. Now, yeah. where you are right now in your career. What, what's the word I'm trying to think of? What is pushing you right now? Like in your career, what is saying, okay, I want to go to the next level or I want to fix bigger damage or I want to go do something else or, you know, you know what I mean? What's where you are right now? What is your drive? What is driving you? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you guys too. What are you guys going to ask me to throw me curveball? <laughs> Um, <laughs> we told Dave nothing on tonight, <laughs> nothing. just like every one of our other people that come on the show. So we're keeping yeah. it real tonight. And like, I knew that like, but like actually trying to think about it. Um, yeah, right now. I mean, it's just, it's, I want to learn more of the business side and like, it's the ins and outs of building a business. That's still what's driving, uh, me and the company. Uh, PDR, I do love doing it. I feel like I'm, you know, very proficient at what I do and there's always more to be learned right now. Uh, my focus is on the other side. Cause I, that side needs, that foundation needs to be solid, mm -hmm. um, and worked on as well. So it's not working in the business. I'm trying to work on the business. Um, so that's kind of what's motivating me at this point. Uh, just learning more about the overall, uh, where does Windy City Dent Repair fit into Chicago and in that whole picture? Mm -hmm. That's what's motivating me right now. So, you know, I'm the backup guy. We like, I like to go backwards here. So you started Windy City Dent Repair, right? After working with, uh, with that company for how many, you said about four or five years? Yeah, I think it was like four or five years. What motivated you to start Windy City Dent Repair? Because it seems like they were out chasing work for you or getting work for you. What kind of pushed you 
to you know because you said business was something that you want to learn so maybe yeah. not as busy savvy at that time so for something. me like i like so like i said i was very um fresh to the industry i had no clue i was into cars but i didn't know that paintless dent repair was a thing right like i think most of our customers or anyone who's not in this industry or anywhere in the automotive industry like you just don't know about pdr mm -hmm. and so um sorry i forgot where i was going with that but so so for me <clears throat> it was repeat your question <laughs> i want to phrase it right i want to phrase it right <laughs> <laughs> what what motivated you to start your own company when it sounds like you because there was a, a there was a lot yeah there was there was a lot going into it for me um there was at the time i was doing really really good work and and i knew what i was doing um and talking to some of the older techs that i was working with i was just always like why are you guys still here like what is like motive like you guys do really good work and it's you know we make really good money but you like there's no more like this is what i have to look forward to for the rest of my life you know working for a company for the next like 20 years 30 years like you guys are still uh complaining about the same things day in and day out that i think you have been for the last 30 years right so it was a combination of like not getting um it was a combination of of not seeing a future with either, like that company in, in particular um, it was not seeing um, any uh, no one was really like commending me for the work that I was doing. And I'm that type of person where I kind of need to know that I'm doing a good job or like people need to recognize me. And I don't know what what that is. I know there's a word for it and I'm sure someone could probably help me out here. But um, recognition. Yeah, I wasn't getting any, any recognition for the work that I was doing. I knew I knew what I was doing was saving cars from the body shop. I knew the panels I was saving. I knew how hard I was working, and I wasn't getting any sort of feedback from mm -hmm. management. So it was a combination of seeing what who you know what else is out there. Um, working for this company, um, not knowing that there was a whole independent tech side to this company that was huge for me. Um, the biggest thing I have to I have to give a shout out to PDR College. Uh, those two guys right there were the ones who kind of showed me that the grass was a little bit greener uh, than in the position that I was in. So that all like a combination of all of that is pretty much what started the ideas flowing for Windy City Net Repair. Nice. So it was a yeah, it was a combination of uh, of a lot of things at that moment in time that I'm like, okay, look, it, this isn't for me. There's a whole other side of this. Um, and I'm seeing, I'm watching your videos on, you know, I'm watching Chris's on Deadless Touch, his videos on YouTube. Um, I'm watch, you know, I have guys like Ryan contacting me every now and they're hitting me up on Facebook, like, Hey, what's up? Like, I see your work on Instagram. Like there was guy, like all this other side, like these things just started happening. And I'm like, wow, the, the, there's more for me out there there's more that i can do than mm -hmm. this isn't my day in and day out going to this dealership fixing these cars dealing with these managers bossing me around every single day uh you know i was doing a lot of dealer work at the time and and just not getting recognized there was so much going on that i'm like this isn't i gotta go do you think your skill level just kind of advanced past dealerships i mean yes i okay. but i had so no that, idea i had no idea though until i got online so it's kind of like back uh, in the day when guys didn't know that other guys were fixing damage until doording.com. 
It's yeah. the same thing for me until I saw guys on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm yeah. like, it's the same thing just 10 years later. I mean, that's all it was. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, there's guys out there fixing this stuff. Like, that's crazy. And then all of a sudden there's uh, Keith and Shane with a, uh, there's a podcast on PDR. This is awesome. And I'm telling the other techs that I work with and they're like, cool. <laughs> I'm like, no, oh, like, man. you don't understand. Like, these guys are fixed, you know, and I'm this is how passionate um you know i am about it like i was just telling everyone about everything that any little knowledge that i gained i was trying to give to and the old heads were just like cool we're good i know everything i know all that i got all the tools i'm set up my route's good my 401k is set you know what i mean like they're my complacent. vacation i know when i'm getting my vacation they're complacent, they're complacent and i'm like all right yeah. dude like in 30 years 40 years i'm supposed to be in this position and, like be happy like mm, i'm good you know and <laughs> so the whole entrepreneur and business thing like that was um, I, I didn't know what I was actually going to do. I just, you know, started doing, and then it worked out. I mean, so, I just started, so, like it was started putting pieces to a puzzle together of like what I thought I needed to do. I have no business, no college degree, no business coaching, no nothing. I started, all right, well, I have a business. I had some connections and some people that I had made, you know, had relationships with. Um, and then, but it was like, all right, what do I need to do? I need to do Google. I need to, you know, Yelp is good too. I'll try to that. I have all these free platforms that I've already been posting on and already, you know, why not do it for a business? And here you go. I started doing that, you know, and it just kind of started chipping away at a list that the things that I thought I needed to do. Um, and so now what kind of brings me back to before is building a better foundation for the business I have, it can just always be better. So that's, I'm kind of transitioning back to working on that. Now, have you, if you look back, is there a repair that you've done in the past that pushed you to the next level of the large damage? Like I have a repair personally that I'm like, that's what took me to the next level. There was a, I remember the exact vehicle, the exact color of the year. Yeah. I can't remember my wife's birthday, but I can remember this. And that, that for me personally, that's what pushed, pushed me to do even larger damage. Do you remember a vehicle that made you do that larger damage? Off the top of my head right now, no, but I know that I, I know it was a fender. <laughs> like I can tell you that there was like a fender that I fixed and I'm like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> I'm going to, like I, there's more like bigger damage can be done, mm. you know, like wherever yeah. I was at the time, I had the time to do it. I said, I'm going to try it. Um, but off the top of my head, no, but I can tell you it was a fender. Like, I don't know the size or where or what. Um, but those are what I really, really pushed myself on for the bigger damage to get comfortable with it. And then I started applying the same principles that I was doing with the fenders and getting those to, you know, I was getting these smashed in fenders, 95, to, you know, 98, a hundred percent. And I took the same principles and then started applying it to the other panels. Um, they just obviously are more difficult and require more time. But if you can take the same, you know, principles with, moving a lot of metal at first and, you know, getting all the crowns down like, and kind of just breaking it all down. It's the same thing. And that's what I just started applying to the other panels. Nice. So you just started this business called windy city dent repair. Yep. And let's, uh, let's say you're about yes. six months into this business, your first six months. Can you just walk us through, you know, what you did to grow it, you know, where it's at right now? Um, the biggest thing was 
I think the social presence, and then I had built just a network of people while working in this industry for the previous years. Um, and I had a, I had just walked in, I think to maybe one or two dealerships, um, told them what I can do, said I was a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. They said, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, I ended up picking up two dealerships. So I had those, which kind of kept me afloat. Um, Facebook, Instagram, um, I was promoting a lot. I mean, really, really heavy with Facebook and Instagram. And then once I really started accumulating money, um, I st started then doing Google AdWords and Yelp. And that's just kind of really what got the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is years ago. I don't think some of those avenues work as much, right? I would, I would, I think you still do at Yelp, right? Dave. I do, yeah, yeah, but yeah, and and Yelp is it's a hit or miss. I mean, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah for here, <laughs> for here, I mean, we uh, people use it, and I can typically the amount of money that's uh, uh, allocated for Yelp can typically be made back in one or two customers, so right. um, it's not a huge hindrance to the company. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's what I was doing. I was doing Facebook, Instagram heavy. Um, and and doing a lot of cold calls, which a lot of just mm -hmm. driving. I would walk in and say, "Hey, this is what I, I've been doing. I had been doing it for so long, and I was, and I am so confident in my the skill confidence. level yeah. that when I go into a place, say, hey, I know you got a guy, you know, and I don't talk like that. I do talk a lot more professional, but to break it down and, and hey, I know you got a guy. I do. I'm probably better. If not, I'm going to take more time and more care <laughs> with the vehicles, and that's kind of how I go into things. Um, that I'm the best. That there's no competition knowing the other techs in the area some being friends with some of them but i'm I, you know i just have this thing where it's like yeah i'm gonna attack it you know what i mean um and whatever he can't do whatever he you know if he says no just give me a shout give me a shout give me a shout and that whole uh cold calling really helped with the confidence of selling an account getting an account um so to this day if someone calls and say hey we've never used you can you come there's no issues with going doing a demo for free on the first one and you know whatever you have we're going to be able to you know try to do our best with it i think your confidence helps it's huge yeah, sure. it's huge um but that that was just over time and that was from early on when i was fixing damage that older techs were like wow you're two year how old you know two year three year tech four year tech i'm like yeah I'm like wow that's crazy so aaron just asked a question i think it's a great question and before we go into the current state of city dent repair, he asked, what would be your A to Z plan moving into the new era? I'm going to kind of reword this question for you, Dave. Uh, if you had to build a business uh, right now with the experience that you have, I think you're very proficient and, and understand uh, the social media aspect. I think we talk about different books that we read and all kinds of stuff. So if you had to, put an A to Z plan on the learning aspect, uh, what would you recommend, Aaron? If I was going to start a new business in a new area, what would be my A to Z plan? Right now, like 2019-ish. <laughs> uh, so for me, it depends on the area, obviously. I, I'm very good with demographics. So I kind of know um, when I go to a place, what's going to be the nicer area, what's going to be the crappier area, and I kind of play off of that. Um, I know Chicago like the back of my hand and I know what areas um, are affluent and what aren't. Um, 
so depending on where I'm at in compared to in comparison to, I'm either going to be hitting um, regular customers with ads on Facebook and Instagram hard. Um, what would you just, spend? I would hopefully had built a nest egg before I moved to the new area. Uh, so I have a little bit to play with. Um, but in the beginning, I mean, anywhere from, you know, 100 to 500, somewhere in that range, mm -hmm. um, just to start off, depending on how much you actually have to go ahead and dedicate to that. But I'd be setting up those avenues and then I'd be setting up Google AdWords um, on top of those things, which those are happening um, typically at night. Right. So you're going to be focusing on setting all that up at night. Because during the day, you're you're moved in a new area. You're going to every body shop. You're going to every dealership you can. Um, <clears throat> regardless, you know, and if you have the confidence, knowing that there's a guy there or not, I mean, you're going and saying, hey, this is what we offer. This is what I can do. Um, so, so door to door during opening hours, I always say that from eight to five, door to door work. Yeah. You do your ad words. You do your social media. Obviously, you have to do your social media and posting. Yeah. And the, I'm coming uh, from a mobile day. service standpoint, right? So especially if you move to a new area, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, unless you have the money to get the shop in the new area and get that up and running, um, yeah. I mean, a mobile service is going to be your best bet. So keep things really, really lean. Um, and it's it's going to beat you down. I mean, everybody has a guy. Mm -hmm. You're going to go mm -hmm. in, I've got a guy, I've got a guy, i got a guy. And you do that for a couple weeks and you're like, man, I hope this is right the right decision just keep mm -hmm. your head up and keep beating on those doors if they say yeah. no mm -hmm. keep going yeah keep going keep going so just because they say yeah. no doesn't mean no yeah yeah That's i mean crazy. So, I was... so... god no go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna just say i mean like social media is just one point you know on one part yes. of uh, an entire business um, mm -hmm. so on top of that, you know, if you move to a new area and it's just you, you are the business and that is it. So now you're trying to build this thing from the ground up. So you're going to have to hit every Avenue, which is social media is just one little part. Mm -hmm. Um, and within that, then you have your Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google AdWords, your Yelp, all of that stuff to me is kind of considered social. Um, I guess Google AdWords, you can go into another spot as well. But, yeah. you know, you're door to door, you're you're knocking on doors, you're beating down doors, you're going lot to lot. All that stuff's going to, you know, have to keep going if you move to a new area. And, and not just that, but car shows, events, um, anything that you can get your business name out to in an automotive setting. Um, car meets. You have to take you know, it seriously that you just don't fix dents. You, you're running a business. And that's what people like fail to understand, I think, with PDR. The, I don't take it. This isn't a hobby of mine. I don't do this on the side. None of us do. This is okay. our business, and we take it seriously. So mm -hmm. um, I once you I, grasp that, you can c command yourself in a way when you go to these places that this is a company. This is my company. This is what we do, regardless if it is just you or not. Um, but I think you need to take it more seriously if it is just you and you move to a new area that you're establishing a new business in a new area. A lot yeah. of times your, your passion will drive you too. Yeah. You know, your passion will push you and push you and push you. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, and that's, I'm very passionate about it, you know? And, and so it, um, it was a lot of legwork in the beginning. It was just a lot of just, Long yeah. hours, you know, long hours doing the, doing the cars that no one wants to do, doing them for cheap. Yes, I'll do the one more, um, a lot of that, mm -hmm. you know, and if, you know, and 
I, I don't feel it's hard to get work, but I also, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. You know, but for other people that say it's hard or it's the market or it's this. And I, I don't think it's that hard. I think people are just either timid yeah. or insecure or scared, you know, maybe don't know how, but even if they did know how they still, <laughs> will, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I think Riley says something about sponsor your local car form. Cars yeah, there, and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Cars and coffee and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Definitely I would go. I would be extra. in a wrapped transit at a Cars and Coffee with but, Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and you know, on a Saturday morning at seven a.m. But I would say, if you're a one-year tech trying to work on a Lamborghini, <laughs> you're going to definitely be timid, and that car may. Well, just go to the JDM know, meets. Then. Don't go to the Cars and Coffee. Go to the JDM <laughs> meets I, that are on Friday and Saturday. I think. I think the one thing you know, you can do your social media, you can do all that stuff, but. I think we all worked on rock lots. I mean, I worked on probably rock, a rock lot longer than I sh probably should have, maybe yeah. four, five, six years. Uh, and I've already been doing it for, you know, another three. So about eight year tech on this rock lot after hours because he wanted me there from four till 10 p.m. Whew. And that's what I did for four years straight. Yeah, that's the guy you're talking about, I think, if last it, week. If it wasn't pouring down, forget yeah. raining. If it wasn't snowing, I got stuck out there one time because he just closed the door and didn't know it was going to rain. But the reason why I say the rock lots is because you can't post on Instagram if you're not working on anything. You can't learn uh, these larger damage or try out different techniques if you don't have any cars to yeah. push on. I mean, so there was a lot of nights in those, in those stages, in those, in those single car wash bay. I mean, many a night in those little single like bays, right? That that like rock lot has <laughs> with the we, we you're did, working yeah. in the car wash with the brushes and trying to fix the dent. I mean, we bought you know, and it, it took it took years of that, um, yes, and just consistently yes. trying to, to push the limits. That's why I'm not intimidated by these large repairs, man. You should see the crap that he was, you know, creased from fender, front door, rear door, quarter panel. And I'm trying to sleep tonight. My my next appointment is at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, so I need to get this done in like three to four hours. I'm not going to sit here, guys, and say that it was 100% glassed or any of, the, any of that stuff. But the guy was pretty anal. I couldn't just hack it all up and send it down the road. It had to be flat. Did it have a wave? Of course it had a wave, but it had to be dead on flat. And so I would spend five, you know, five hours on that repair. And if there was four cars left, I had to try to get those other four cars. I couldn't leave them. But, but guys, you know, definitely, I think the rock lot understanding social media, meaning get a book. There's a ton of, uh, of, uh, stuff out there even dave's uh wearing a shirt from gary v if you don't know him <laughs> and you're a business owner you need to know him i think it this says work working. that's how you, that's how you get it <laughs> that's how you get it so you know any you know start uh gravitating to some of these mentors that are out there and just getting little snippets of information and then just tailor it around your business um, I think uh, Denton does a mega media event. If you're really, really don't know about social, I think they kind of bring it uh, to more of a beginner. Um, yeah. A training well, I mean, and I think you can still go back. I mean, like I said, PDR college for me was huge. Uh, the right. podcast PDR that they college. had, especially, you know, and I, I haven't, I, you know, I'm sorry guys. I haven't listened in a long time, but um, I just know how beneficial those episodes, like one through a hundred, if not one through a hundred, like one through 50, 
Like those mm-hmm. one through 50 are crucial. I mean, they were raw, like inform, like raw, amazing information from yes. the two, two guys mm-hmm. about the PDR industry. Um, and that was something that I was listening to as I'm working for someone else, pushing myself <laughs> on this fender, having these guys in my ear for an hour. I'm like, yes, that's, you know, it, that was a huge motivator. Very, yeah. Um, also gave me a different, um, perspective on the industry, you know, and we appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, you know, and we, I appreciate the other guys who have done it for me, you know, and, um, like you said, Dent time has stuff, mega media event, uh, is, you know, out now, um, PDR college and other podcasts out there. There's so much information to help you better yourself as a technician and as a business owner. And also, guys, at MTE, I believe PDR College puts on an advanced course. I believe it's under four thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is it like twenty seven? One day, I think. Okay, so it's a like three days. Yeah, it's before days, MTE. Mm-hmm. So it's Monday, Tuesday, okay. Wednesday. So, so yeah, guys, uh, you know, follow the PDR College. I think Shane Jacks, right? I think it's Shane Keith Cosentino. Um, okay. Bryce is doing and then, something. And then Bryce, right. Yeah, so definitely check out if you guys are into, into the big damage and want to learn that. They put on events. So PDR College, you know, I, I haven't listened to a single podcast, but Dave talks about it. Uh, I just wasn't into podcasts when they came out with podcasts. It's, and it's, it's just great information. It really is really good. Really yeah, it was huge for me. It, it gave me, like I said, a different perspective of the industry uh, that I don't think I ever would have had um, if I never listened to them. There weren't there weren't guys like that at the time giving me the information that that they were on. Uh, kind of like how I, you know, I guess we are trying to do for you guys as well. Um, you know, just trying to help. You know, like they helped me so much, gave me confidence. Um, you know, and I think I, I think I wrote them a question one time. I think I, they emailed the question <laughs> or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, and yeah, you know, I was on the podcast as I was a little fanboy, but that that whole just being a part of the industry, you know what I mean? Mm, and that's yeah. now I'm, you know, now I see they have tabs out and hammers. You know, I've seen the evolution of them, um, which is, you know, crazy. I've seen Bryce and his repairs uh, for years now and how he's evolved as a tech. And that's just always pushed me. Uh, to keep evolving, keep pushing, keep pushing, uh, to try those nasty things. When people say, hey, that can't be done, or you didn't fix mm-hmm. that, like, no, yeah, I did, you know. Um, and that happens with me a lot. Not a lot, but it happens with me from time to time where it's, you didn't fix that. I'm like, no, yeah, I did. So if you look at your tools yes. in where you are right now, what is your your favorite go-to three tools? Blem blue handle door tool like Chris had last week, okay. but it's the, the the thirty six I think the regular mm-hmm. like door size. Um, dentile. Yeah, I was about to say you gotta lay the dentile in there. <laughs> and then your blending hammer. <laughs> no, every picture I see limited light. A limited light, yeah, it's kind of a given. Um, dentile. Um, what is it? Dentile, the Blem door tool, and then I'm gonna have to say probably just like a Dentcraft whale tail, like that would get me around a whole car. Yeah, I could do a whole car with that, with those. So yeah, so current. Let's go up to speed. Because I'm gonna use that Blem door tool as a rod, and like yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Those three would be my go-to. 
All right, so November 2018, where is Windy City? Uh, how do you service your customers? How have you grown? Uh, what is what do you market on? What what do you advertise on? Like what what do you do current November? So the plan um, for the last year was to gain a successful employee um, and have them working by 2019. Um, twice now it hasn't worked out, so we're hoping third time's a charm. Um, that'll happen. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things going on uh, at Windy <laughs> City. I'm, I'm trying to get that going, uh, trying to just grow. Advertising is still going to be the same. Um, probably just pumping more money to it. So nothing there. Uh, it, right now, it's a constant battle with picking up work and um, trying to maintain it. You know, I'm picking up the work, trying to have uh, growing but being able to service it all, you know what I mean? That's going to be the hardest thing right now for 2019. Good. Yeah. Well, if anybody have any questions, uh, Aaron had a good question. He reworded the question. I like that because I was not about to tell you my total sales for the week, <laughs> just to be honest. But what is a good goal uh, for sales? Um, for lot work a week, $500 a day. Yep. At for the week per day. Well, he's saying for the week, but you, yeah, I break everything down per day. I'm with Ryan. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 500. I actually have my text. I believe one guy is kind of new his, his, uh, it's three fifty for him and then 500. And then I'm actually above 500 is our goals. Uh, sometimes we hit it. Sometimes we don't. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, not IRS fees. Nowhere near that. <laughs> My account won't let me do that. <laughs> uh, be the most four to what? How much would those four tools cost? So the four tools that you just name, I guess, probably about a hundred bucks a piece, I guess. Right, Dave. One door tools, like yeah, like probably. I think. I think it's under a hundred. Dentiles, yeah. like what two? No, nah, I think they're three, right? Three. I think we paid two seventy-five. Yeah, okay. so you say three, four, uh, yeah, five hundred bucks. Dave, I got a good question for you. What's up? Where did you come up with your logo? Ah, great question. Chicago skyline. Yeah, but did you sit back and say this is, this is exactly what you knew what you wanted when you designed? I it, wanted or? the Chicago skyline. Okay. It's just like, yeah, that's, I mean, if it was going to be Windy City. And I think I had a couple other names, uh, but I wanted to keep it kind of generic and make it sound bigger than it is. And that was, you know, that's my goal. Uh, my goal is to make it sound bigger than it is. And it, it's done that. Um, but the plan is to, you know, keep that name alive and well and growing and just a staple, you know. Is there any big changes from 2019? Logo change, website change, Instagram's getting revamped. What, what is the big change for 2019? Deep today. He's digging deep. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, man. There's some things in the world. You something, something, man. Something you gave so much word. insight. <laughs> um, so I do have this plan. I, I do have this uh, this thing that I've been dabbling with. It's kind of like taking a, a, a almost like a sabbatical, I guess. Um, but it's kind of putting a little bit next these two. Um, trying to get some things done, get some get, glue some projects together. Um, so 2019 is to kind of either 
grow my company on the ground here or put it on pause and go help you too. Um, that's going to kind of be uh, my 2019 goals. I'm still undecided, uh, but it's going to be something like that. So you guys next year may see me um, either here in this room still uh, podcasting with these two guys every Monday, or I may be doing it on the East Coast. Um, and that's going to be one of the two options. Yeah. Or right there. Yeah. That's going to be one of the two things. So that's kind of, I don't know if that's what Chris is digging at or not, but I still got what he's digging at. I still got your bed over here. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. That's not what I was digging at, but I don't know know if you, but there's so, so guys, so my whole thing is, um, I, I kind of me, Chris and Ryan here are really good friends. Um, we're all entrepreneurs. We all have, you know, things going on outside of our businesses as well. Um, and so we have a couple projects that we work on and we kind of just want to glue them together. So uh, I'm thinking of possibly going out there for a year or two uh, and being the glue and, and kind of putting some things even more into the works uh, on the East Coast over there. So we'll see. That's 2019 still ways away. We still got a lot of time before that. So um, may or may not. We'll see. All right. Cool. <laughs> guys have any questions for Dave? We're going to leave it open for the last couple of minutes here. Uh, Riley, that sucks. Um he said the new Samsung tab, it does not run mobile tech RX. So don't buy that. But you know, I think I'm an Apple fanboy. Been there since day one. I think uh, all of us actually asked, use Apple. What are your goals for a day? <laughs> uh, my goal for the day is a thousand. That's kind of the, the baseline. North or south of a thousand. That's just the number that I set. If I'm north or south of it, it is what it is. But that's the baseline is, is what I use per day. Yep. That's the bar that I've set. Uh, that bar has also been raised many a time throughout my years in this uh, industry. Um, yeah, and hail would be different. You would set a yeah, hail like would be completely, completely different. Yeah, I would yeah. do maybe a per car thing or whatever the average per car is. But uh, average day, um, you know, before used to be you know two three hundred like, and that was awesome. Like three hundred, it was great. And then that bar just slowly got raised, slowly got raised, slowly got raised. My baseline mm-hmm. is a thousand. That's what I use as my goal. And if I go three times over, that's awesome. If I don't hit it that day, then that's okay too. Um, but that's going to be what I'm pushing for. So Kevin said, would proper training have accelerated your reach on the aha moment? I think it's all hmm. in the in the journey. Yeah, I think so. Dave as well. was so passionate and resilient. Really, yeah, uh, I think that that I think you need that guy. Actually, you know, I mean, I would, I would just be like, oh, okay, all right, mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, and, and like so, I, mean, <laughs> I at the time I was younger and uh, I was kind of, I wouldn't say stuck between a rock and a hard place, um, but where I was at the time, I was moving from one state back to back home, um, and you know, this was something that. I needed to do. I needed to be good at it. Um, I enjoyed it. It was very frustrating and I was very persistent, but that's the kind of type of, that's the person I am. And once I get complacent with something, I get bored, uh, which is why I think I gravitate towards PDR because every day is a challenge. There is nothing the same with PDR um, day in and day out. So I, I, I enjoy that part a lot. Um, so I think every, yeah. every time you're doing, 
when you're in, growing and, and deciding what you're doing, you know, you always look at things. You're like, man, maybe this was a mistake or yeah. every little thing you're doing right now, you're going to look mm -hmm. back and be like, that's why that happened. And it'll, yeah. and you're going to have multiple aha yeah. moments. You're going to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, I, there's a couple aha moments that I still have today. Um, like, Oh, that's how that, you know, why that dent was reacting that way or, Oh, that's like, it's still day in and day out. Um, mm -hmm. I can't think of that specific. I remember having that moment of like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember like what it was, but I just like just woke up one day and I'm looking at the light completely different. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. yeah. And the eliminate light helps. So, I mean, you have to understand I was going from uh, the fluorescent with the plastic <laughs> over it. Yeah. The, the car charger yeah. one um, yeah. and just a regular plastic board as well. So yeah. I was working on that, I think, for two or three years before the eliminate light came out before it was ever even out. And I remember, I think two and a half years in three years in that light came out and I bought it and I was the first one in the area to have it, that, who I was working with. Bad and I said, boy. guys, you gotta <laughs> look at this light. And from that, I mean, that stuffed my game up so much. So for a lot of the guys now starting with that, I don't mm. know when that aha moment will happen. Cause that light helped me tremendously. And I think that's almost when that aha moment was of being able to actually see my tip <laughs> instead of a fluorescent light, you know, using those led lights. Mm -hmm. We got a bunch of good questions in here. Tommy <laughs> said, uh, are you guys leading your market and what sets you apart from your competitors? I don't, I told Chris and Ryan, I know that I have competitors. I just don't focus on them. So yeah, I don't really, I'm not, theory, huh? yeah, I'm not, I'm not consistently checking to see who's out there and what they're doing. Um, I mean, I just, some uh, yeah. social, but you know, in the field, no, mm -hmm. I I'm, I'm with you. I just try my best, set the bar, set the bar in my pictures on Instagram, set the bar in my videos, set the bar in my repairs, set the bar on the pricing, set the bar on ease of scheduling. Uh, just set the bar. Uh, one thing that I've learned from Ryan, I hope he doesn't, I don't spoil what he's got to say, but <laughs> just been building relationships for the last two years. Cause honestly, in this game, <clears throat> that is where it's at. That is that is where it's at. But go ahead, Ryan. I don't want to spoil. No, you're good. You're good. You know, the, the other thing is just be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, Stand it's, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's professionalism. You know, I, I get the question all the time. Why are your why are your vehicles logoed? Well, <laughs> when you're rolling up to a, a house that's got two million dollars worth of cars in the garage, they know what they're dealing with. You're not a gypsy from the. Yeah. from home depot fixing their car you know what i mean so don't be scared Perce perception is everything when it comes yes. to that man. yes i mean every yes. day someone asks you are, are you franchised i'm pretty yep. sure you guys all get that and all that the right there i smile because that means i'm doing something right mm -hmm. so uh let's see any tips on a self-starter self-taught Woo, man uh it's gonna be hard Go get, one, uh, of one of our toppers. One of our toppers. Just practice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can do it by yourself, just self-taught. You have to have some type of mentor. You don't maybe need to be, I guess you, you are 
training from the mentor. But and we actually we I, actually have one of our listeners here that went to a week's training or two weeks training and has been in his garage for over a year trying to train himself. And I, I think when you're self teaching yourself, you don't know when you're making mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know what's wrong or, or what would make that easier or. So I, I was reading something the other day and it, it kind of, <laughs> it talked about, you know, PDR and kind of being self-taught, but um, basically saying PDR is a game of accuracy and repetition. Um, and you're just building your on skills over time. And so unless you're willing to devote like the first two solid years to be in it a hundred percent, uh, it probably doesn't matter how much you're going to like spend or how gifted the trainer is. Uh, you're probably not going to get past the basics of the job to become competitive. Um, if you're not willing to devote that time, uh, you know, and I'm saying two solid years. Yeah. I say three, three to four years and you'll be, you'll be yeah. pretty good. Um, because yeah. you look at it like a hell guy, and it's like I'm leery about hiring a hell guy that's been doing it for two to three years. I want that guy that's ten plus or somewhere around the six to eight ish is like the lowest. But I really, really enjoy because if I'm working right beside him or if I'm working on the same car, those are the type of guys that can keep up with me. Um, I mean, I can't even. I mean, Ryan pushes me out the way sometime, and you're about what twenty years in, Ryan? Twenty two yeah, years. Well, I got, I got, I guess eighteen. This will be nineteen. Eighteen, up. and I can, I can see the difference with Ryan. I haven't worked with Dave too much, but you can see, like, like Dave, you just said that you could see the difference just by the amount of time Ryan has pushing. Um, and I don't know. I just seem like the faster techs are the more experienced techs. Yeah, uh, that have those years underneath those belts. So that's what I need when I. That's when just I over time. You're building on the skills and building over the uh, on top of these um, faults that you're correcting consistently over and over, and that's how you're going to become successful. It's if there's a what's that book, the ten thousand hour rule or something like that, you know, where you just keep doing something for like ten thousand hours <laughs> and like, or then you get, it, you know what I mean? It's something like that, yeah. and uh, and so yeah, you got to devote the time uh, into it. You know, you got to respect the yeah. craft, and if you're not going to give yeah. it its time and put in that work, then. It's not going to give you, give you back what you want, you know? Yeah. I, I compare this to like learning the piano and I have like a year on my belt on piano and I still suck. Right. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and advertise that I know how to play the piano. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to wrap it up. There's some great questions guys. And thank you for joining us. Uh, what do you think about a certification for the PDR course? Right now, they don't have that much credibility. Do you guys agree or no? Yeah. So in no. the industry, you can't take that certification and go to any of these dealerships and any of these buy shops or any of the customers or insurance companies and say, this is what I have. Use me. And they they would not care. So, um, But yeah, real quick, straight line said he lived in a rural <laughs> area and those numbers aren't possible. Uh, it's best to be near a city to make those bucks. Um, to me, that kind of just comes down. It, it was a uh, comes down to. He was talking about when our daily average sales. So I said my mine is a thousand. He said, um, you know, those numbers aren't are not possible. Um, I think to me, it kind of comes down to cost of living as well. So market, you know, yeah. yeah, it does come down to market, right? So yeah, those numbers aren't possible. But if five hundred's 
you know, the same as a thousand by you, then your goal should be 500, you know, and if mm-hmm. 600 makes you risk them 600, you know what I mean? Um, just obviously yeah. just adjust it to wherever you're at. So uh, I know when I was living in Texas, the cost of living is a lot cheaper. I can go get a mansion with six bedrooms for 300 grand and it's going to give me a shack over here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gas, is cha- the cost of living is obviously comparable, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, your guys' pricing and, and everything with, Everything is different than Chicago's, uh, where you guys are too. So wherever you guys are at, um, you know, if that's just where I, I'm in, in a city with 2.9 million people, <laughs> like it's it's yeah. different. But you know, if I was in the sticks and you know my cost of living and my rent's only 300 bucks a month, then you know me charging 600 bucks or that's my daily goal. Like that's you know whatever it is, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, that's gonna be just it's gonna be comparable to the cost of living. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Straight lines. Just, that was just yeah. a real quick thing because we get that a lot and i just don't think that it comes down to like where we live mm-hmm. you know i think that if you can sell it wherever you're at you just gotta yeah you're not gonna make millions you know <laughs> like but you just adjust it to wherever you whatever your market's um yeah you know offering you i think slick's talking about the icar certification more guys and i do think uh there, there needs to be a certification just to go back on that but I've never, when I ask me for a certification, and I guarantee you, I probably won't even get an account because I have a certification. So I just don't focus on that. Uh, yeah, if you don't have insurance, I, I would do that over a certification. So yeah. if you had to choose, like, should I get certifications, or if I don't have insurance for my business, then I would go with that. <laughs> and, and I do. And you know, I feel like that's just an example. And you know, I'm not saying yeah. you don't. I'm just saying that if it came down to two other, you know, two things. Um, you know, if there are other things lacking within your business, something as simple as having, uh, you know, maybe commercial insurance. If you do have a commercial vehicle, um, having garage keepers, having these other things that will set you up to get an account um, other than mm-hmm. maybe certifications, because I think a lot of them just don't really care. And yeah. that's kind of putting it blunt. But I do get a lot of a lot of places asking for proof of insurance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do and that's you're gonna get that over. Hey, are you ICAR certified? Are you ASC certified? Are you, you know what I mean? And I do They're think that, that, that that hybrid training. I think that is a training that is valuable right now. Um, so I know uh, TDN throws that class a couple times a year. So it's definitely a training that I'm gonna be looking into doing. You know, yeah. in the next class. So. Uh, you, I think you need garage, uh, Kevin. You need garage liability, I believe, right? For mobile, yeah. uh, Ryan. You do a lot of mobile, so yeah, yeah. garage liability. Yeah. And then I have the, the thing where, you. yeah, if I'm on their lot, I think that's the same thing or something. That's like that exactly works. what it is. Yeah, yeah. If I'm on there, that's yeah. what I want. I want if I'm on someone else's property and I damage something, I'm still covered. Mm-hmm. If I'm driving someone else's yeah. vehicle. You know, these are the questions you have. like. I don't know the specific terms, but I'm asking my agent, hey, this is what I do. Or I'm telling them I'm driving around in quarter million dollar cars. And if I crash one, I want it to be covered. <laughs> what do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm saying these questions. And if you're not that say, hey, look, I work at a dealership and I'm driving multiple vehicles. I'm driving customer vehicles. What insurance do you recommend? You got to ask these questions too. Um, just say, hey, I own a, a mobile business. What do I need? Um, get specific mm-hmm. and let people know what you do so they can give you the right insurance. Always be overinsured. Ryan's, yes. I know, always. I know that's mm-hmm. Ryan's thing. He's overinsured. That's one thing that can set you Dude, back a lawsuit and you can't cover the, yeah. the expense. Ooh, that's It'll it. Ryan you. was big on me, you know, in yeah. the beginning with, with the insurance. $40 a, a year <laughs> for an extra yeah. meal. 
is yeah. worth it. And if an account asks for it, there you go. You have it. You're not losing an account. You know, and if something does happen, you're going to be thankful you got it. Um, Kevin, I Kevin, I don't know if it's a half a million money. dollars. You run into a billion building, you're going to spend more than a half a million. Yeah, dollars. I'm at, I'm at two million. I carry yeah, at, two million. Yeah, I think I'm at the same thing. Two million with an umbrella of a million. So I'm at most three of the time the running rate is uh, 1.2. Yeah. And what the what it is is the insurance commission, they look at it as, and say, usually people get sued for a million and the two covers your lawyer fees. What are you guys paying on average? Oh, ballpark. Don't you don't have to pay the specific or say the specific. Know. But know. Do you know what ballpark? Know. <laughs> I got I got workers comp mixed into that bad boy. I mean, they just hit me for $3,000. Uh, I think I average around six to $700 a month for all of my um, workers comp. Yeah, I'm between like, like four and five. I think I think yeah, I'm at like, like six something. Yeah. I don't even know. It, <laughs> you just know you got it, it's and bad. it gets paid. Yeah, yeah. And, and Riley said the same thing. Some places want a million dollars, and and I I I I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, so a million is probably the lowest. I would just shoot for like a two million. You just never know, uh, and you don't have time to be calling your insurance company, and you may hit a hailstorm, and then you got three guys working for you. And you know something happens. Now there's three three cars, three guys, a building. No, no lesson minutes. I no. did this learned, and I think Chris learned it too. Um, if you have subcontractors in town and they're doing hail or working for you, get their workman's comp paperwork. Yep. Because it Before will come back. Working. It will come back and bite you in the back, in the butt. So get that information. And I'll, I'll tell you a trick too, guys. My accountant. This this saved me. I wish it would have saved me when I was doing it in 2012. But my accountant always said, write their phone number, their driver's license, their name. Obviously, they'll have their name on it and their address on the check. Because I can go back to my bank and pull up all the photocopies of the check. But I just started doing this in 2015. And I, I recommend that you write that on everybody's check, a driver's license. He even had me write a uh, guy's social security number on the check. I don't like doing that, but so I, I just was writing their driver's license, their 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 uh, um their address. So I just always have a record if I need to communicate with them. I can always look them up from their driver's license number. So just a little quick tip for that one, guys. Well, it's been a good show, guys. You did great, Dave. Lovely. Yes. It's good. Appreciate it. In the, uh, yeah, you guys like real curveball. Like that, I wasn't just like I wasn't ready for. Like, no, it's cool. I think we we thought about this topic, but uh, about thirty minutes before the show, (laughs) thought it was a good topic. So, I guys, yeah, you guys did it. Of course, of course, (laughs) you guys did. (laughs) We want to thank everyone for joining the show. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up before you head out, and uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Let's do our outro. Dave show. Dave with the Windy City Dent Repair out of Chicago. You can find me on YouTube. I'm trying to build that up. So YouTube, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. There you My go. RPS Dent Repair out of Baltimore. I'm on all the stuff. Like like Dave said, we're really trying to get our YouTube channels up. I mean, Chris doesn't need any help because you know, <laughs> oh, no, I always need help. Share, share, share. He's crushing it. So, oh, no, no, yeah. no. So, check us out. Go leave some comments on my videos, Ryan's videos. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining us on this late evening. Uh, 
Peace. See y'all later. See ya.